0: hello and welcome to the com podcast. It's myself Dave Thomas and Tim Azaran tonight and um, we are going to talk about camping, campers and all that great stuff. Woohoo So Tim, you and I um, have been camping for a while now. Yep. We started with our Yellowstone adventure sleeping in the car. Horrible experience in a, t- <laughs> in a tent <laughs> in a tent on the ground um, which uh, you got flooded in.
1: Two sprained ankles, snow, rain, water, drenched, mixed real um, well, and, I, a bear. Yeah. and a bear. Yeah, I think I, uh, <laughs> I think I got some diseases. I don't know. It was probably it was, it was a horribly uncomfortable experience.
0: Um, I, why don't you tell the story how that happened? Because I, I, the way I relive it, I think is actually different than what really happened. That's my memory's um, not good.
1: <laughs> it was a long time ago too. But
0: um, well, th- let's talk about that. Like that specific night. Yeah. Was that the
1: first night? That was. The second, second night. night, yeah. So the well, I guess I guess leading up, I guess if we we tell my my personal side of the story. Um, leading up, going into Yellowstone, we stopped in, I believe it was Cody. Cody, yeah, I was gonna say Coyote, Cody, Wyoming, to spend the night before we got in. So we stayed in a hotel, and um, as we're walking up the hotel uh, to to get to the room, um, I managed to sprain not one but. <sighs> two ankles um <laughs> pretty badly i mean they they were they were they were not in good shape so um of course you know the day before we get into our big adventure where we're gonna hike and, and camp and and just you know do all things outdoors um i'm stuck with two air casts on my ankles and, and i think we had to get a pair of crutches too at the local yeah the local medical that. store <laughs> um so yeah, so then, so then, so then, the next night we, um, and the, the, what what time of year was this? This was in uh, May. June, June, May, yeah, it's, late it's, late May, yeah. late May. And uh, so we we head into we headed into Yellowstone um, that next night, and we got a uh, got a rustic campsite there. So it's all just tents. There's no no campers in the uh, in the area that we were camping in, and we set up shop. And uh, for some reason, we had thought it was a good idea to allow my brother. Um, to kind of plan all of the equipment <laughs> side of things and he's got three of us uh, you know there's there, there's three of us there me uh my brother and dave and uh we um go to set up the the, the tent my brother brought brand new right this really nice tent that was a that was i think a six person tent right? city boy tent yeah huge i mean six person tent but i i think you know that that being our, our true first experience we we began we began to quickly realize that the number of people they say on the box that it sleeps you can divide that by three and that's really the true number so on a six person tent, it really only slept two <laughs> um but we managed to squeeze <laughs> we all squeeze in there the first night which was um cold and cramped and the weather that time of year i think was in the uh thirties at night, if not, uh, if not a little bit lower than that. So we froze, um, you know, the first night and it was just uncomfortable and come to find out that we had a second tent. We just didn't know about it. Um, so the next night we put up a second tent and, uh, so it was, uh, I think you and you and Tony were, were originally sleeping in the, in the first one. And then we set up the second one and I was going to sleep in that one. And, um, the weather just turned it turned that night.
0: Is this like... before or after the bear situation? So this
1: oh. is when would this be? This would be before the bear. Um oh, Okay. No, no no no. Let me take that back. This is after the bear. So this is the night. So we yeah, the whole the whole bear experience that that was after the first night before the second night cuz as it turns out we left on the third day, we only we only camped two nights. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: we got snowed in. So I had to have been.
1: It had to have been after. The weather ended up turning that night um, pretty bad. I mean, it got super cold out, um, and maybe we spent three nights. I can't remember.
0: i just remember it got so bad that they told us to get out or you're being locked in and we had this so the problem i saw with it and i'll just stay a little bit and you go back to the try to hold your spot there the the problem i had is that as soon as we got there i looked around and i've been hunting my whole life and camping in little pop-ups and tents i looked around and every tent that was out there was nothing like the tents we had walmart special that's what I'm saying. Like so I'm looking at the tent we have and I'm looking at these military grade looking tents with not just a tent but like another tent over the top of it like yeah. like hold you know a rain thing that was like heavy duty mounted hard to the ground like yeah. you know it was like real boat. I'm like something's weird that these guys all their tents are like legit military and ours is like a Coleman special.
1: Yeah, it's exactly.
0: So that. I knew that was going to be bad news bears, but I I would say that um in this story, the point of the story is not just um the point of the story is not just the camp but it's it's about know your surroundings yeah. okay knowing the right equipment to take on a camping trip because the thing is you, you know we were unprepared tony did not know and I, I don't blame him i don't i wouldn't have known that either but you probably should have researched yellowstone and the type of environment I mean, in the time of,
1: of year the time of year i think i mean we're, we're michigan may it's like yeah. springtime you know there's no winter mm-hmm. weather left when it when it's may and in yellowstone that's not the case i mean yeah that, and
0: that, where you go and what you do during these trips you need to be, be a, extremely aware of your surroundings and what you're getting yourself into when you go out into the forest or anywhere uh, even a local bar or something, right? You just gotta know what you're getting into, or know the area. For instance, in Cody, Wyoming, we didn't know that some some drunk poor dude would bite Tim's arm. We didn't know that would happen, <laughs> and we also I knew didn't that know that come we out. we also didn't I know we'd we see line that. dancing. So, which was cool. The line dancing was cool with cowboy hats and boots, and it's awesome if you live in Wyoming. That's amazing. It's to, a great um, culture.
1: J- just a point of clarification: I was nibbled.
0: Nibbled, yes. He he liked you a lot. <laughs> um. All right, so. Let me tell the, the animal story, yeah, and then we'll get ahead. back yeah, yeah. to yours, because no, no, that good. happens before you, you, we go to bed that night. Absolutely. <clears throat> so what, the way I remember is we, we traveled all around Yellowstone. We saw amazing animals, beautiful animals. We saw huge elk. We saw moose. We saw, obviously, bison, which everybody sees. We saw the uh, – there's just so many Wolfpack. animals. Wolfpack. Wolfpack, and that yeah. was in Lamar Valley, and this is where the story heats up. So as we get to Lamar, Lamar Valley, we see a black bear. And it charges the crowd of people. It was pretty cool though to see it, and uh, and then we drove down and someone says, "Oh, you can see the wolf pack." So we pull over. We don't have any spotting scopes or training, but these people do. Nice people let us look their scopes. We get to see the we get to see the um, we get to see the wolf pack and all these puppies up on the ridge. And uh, I'm thinking like this is really cool. And then somebody says, um, somebody says uh, there's a grizzly bear down the road and you can see it if you just um, Um, drive down the road so we're like oh yeah i mean we're like we just got out of college we're like pumped up you know so we're like yeah we're We're invincible we're invincible so we go check out this grizzly bear and uh and uh, we see it from the road you could see this thing a brown dot like way out there i'm talking three like a thousand yards out i mean maybe i don't know how far but super far and um so the next thing that happens is tony so tim's brother says let's go oh i know what happened so we pull into this pull-in and this this guy runs out and he's he's got a shirt on i, I could have swore it said discovery channel or national geographic something like that yeah, it was a, and he's he was got a camera.
1: professional photographer
0: and he me. runs down the trail so tony said let's go and tim's like i have to stay here because my ankles are sprained <laughs> so he stays there we run down the trail trying to follow this guy he's, oh he said to us there's an elk kill at the bottom of the trail there's grizzlies on it we're going to take pictures so they but they're running so we start chasing them, and they go further and further and further. And at some point, we're turning these, like, bends. It's all these bends. It's, like, green valley, luscious green Long valley. Hills. No no trees. Yeah. This is, like, wide open grass plain but hilly. So these big hills everywhere. So at some point, we can't see anything. We don't see anybody. We can't see anywhere. Tony's like, we need to go up to the top of these hills and look over to see what we can see because we're going to get lost if we don't do something. So we um, – I say, "Well, I'm gonna go over this hill to my left," and he's like, "Oh no!" He goes, "Why don't you go to the right? Because we know there's a grizzly bear on the left, so why don't you just go to the right?" So I get to the top of my hill. Tony gets to the top of his hill at the same time. And it's like 40 yards between us. And then the hill I was gonna go over comes a grizzly with a cub, and it stands on its hind legs and it's looking at me, and it's locked on me. I see it, and I get all I'm thinking in my head is, "You're an idiot! Like, why are you out here? You don't know what you're doing." You're going to die. You're you're that moron that's out there taking trying to take pictures of a bear going up to giving a candy bar, and they have to right. kill it now because you you got in the way. So I'm like, I can't believe this is happening right now. And it's like locked on me, dude. Like, it is scary, like locked. Yeah. And I'm I'm backing up slowly, and I look behind me, and I see the tree line, but it's way out there, you know? But I'm thinking, I got to go for it, you know? Stupid. There's no way I'm getting to it. This bear's 40 yards down a hill and up a hill, and he's got me.
1: With cubs, too, With right? a cub. Yeah.
0: And so Tony yells. He screams at me. He's like, Dave. Stop moving, you know, and I didn't know I was even moving. I mean my life was flashing before me that quickly, you know. And uh the bear looked at him, it looked at me, it looked at him, and it turned and ran backwards. And I was like, What just happened? He's like, Let's go and so he book it. So we're running full speed, like out of this place. And at the same time I remember seeing this coyote come up over the ridge chasing the cub behind the bear, which was really weird, that you know. Weird, but yeah. it was like staying back a ways, you know. So anyway, we're running full speed, and I remember falling on my elbow, and I still remember how it felt because it hurt so bad. And I got up; I probably fractured my elbow. I got up, and um, as we're running, um, here comes Tim limping up the trail, and we <laughs> you ran. we right were by gone him. for a long time. And We ran right by him, both sides. Yeah. <laughs> And Tim's like, what are you doing? We're like, bear. And so picture of this guy with two sprained ankles trying to limp back to the thing. And I remember thinking, this is the typical time where you say, like, you know, I just got to run you, not the bear. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It's not how fast you run. You don't have to run fast. You just it's have like, to run faster pick, than the slowest. You pick the worst time to walk out I, You guys, you guys, and I I thought I was missing out on something, you know, because you guys were gone for, like, an you hour. Did. I'm you just, just sitting there in the light car. I know, in right? And, uh, yeah, so I went looking because I'm like, this is, something's weird. Like, y- either you guys are on something and it's really cool and I'm missing something or you guys are lost and I got to go try and figure out where you're at. And that's
0: awesome. Yeah, that was no fun. All right, so um, now we go back to your story because that's basically what happened. Yeah, so remember. then later
1: that night, second night, um, you know, we, we set up the second tent and uh, the weather just in the middle of the night just turns. Again, again, it's cold, but this time instead of just
0: cold, it is
1: pouring rain pouring just absolutely pouring rain and i think i fell asleep for maybe a moment um but then i woke up to the sensation of just cold wet feet and i started to realize that coleman's special was never treated for water Oh,
0: to um, handle it anyway. So I'm
1: looking around, and uh, there's just water. Just you know, you can just see it running down the edge of the tent, and it's and and at this point, I'm I'm seeing at least an inch and a half, two inches of water, and my sleeping bag is sitting in, it, and it's getting soaked. And so I'm like, dude, there's nothing. I, I don't even know at this point what to do. And I'm like, you know what? I I gotta try and just go sleep in the car and try and make the best of tonight and just try and forget about it. And so I, I I get up, but I but I can't really get up because I have two ankles. So I have to crawl out of this out of this tent in the water in the pouring rain. And I finally get out and and I grab my crutch to be able to pull myself up to two feet. And I limp over to the car and, I'm, and I and I see something in the car and I'm like, what what is that? I get a little bit closer and uh, I see I see Dave sleeping in the passenger side of the of the jeep and uh, i'm like oh this is perfect i'm like i'll uh, I'll just go over there and and you know what I, we'll we'll just make the best of it and i uh, so i go over there and I, I try to open the door and it's locked and i'm like what the heck so i start banging on the door and uh, to this day dave says that he didn't know and that he didn't uh and that he didn't hear me and that he didn't wake up i didn't up. hear nothing but i i swear he was moving around and he had this little smirk on his face and just refused to open the door he had the keys <laughs> so i had to, so so end, end of the day i had to, i had to crawl my crawl my butt back into the tent lay down um try not to get hypothermic and wait for the sun to rise and uh, i think we have some pictures somewhere um uh, with me holding just this sopping wet pillow and sleeping bag um you know the next morning with this just dreadful look at my face that that's like we just we have to go and uh so that that was that so so then after so just kind of finish the story up so we ended up going um south I think out of Yellowstone that day we I think we went into um what would it have been um we went into Jackson Hole I think the next day is what it was because we had to find a we had to find a dryer to dry my sleeping bag so we do that have some good you know have some good stuff and then you know on our way back in we start to, you know we turn on the radio and all we start to hear are reports about the weather and how the weather is um just absolutely turning the wrong direction. They're they're expecting somewhere between 18 and 26 inches of snow that night, and they were closing down all the exits indefinitely, except for the north exit, which they always keep open, uh, but which is in the wrong direction. So we all look at each other, and just after the experiences that we had, good and bad, um, we decide to uh, pack it in and get going home, and we left um, sometime that evening. And I'll, I just remember the drive back. I to sit in the front seat with my ankles up, you know, just to just to keep them from throbbing. <laughs> but I just remember on our way out, it was sketchy, man. That snow started oh, to yeah. fall, and uh, I don't know what we did, what we would have done if we didn't have a four-wheel drive vehicle trying that to vehicle get out. That vehicle sliding down the whole thing. And, it, and this is this is a Jeep. I mean, it's a four-wheel drive, like you know, good tires, good everything, and it was sliding down the roads on the edge of the mountain um, as we're trying to
0: get out. So. Yeah, that was legit, dude, yeah. that trip. But anyway, so the point of that story is just to know your surroundings and, you know, make sure your gear is right. You can't just go in on a situation without knowing what's going on. So you need to talk to the local people, call some local uh, places, you know, the um, local DNR or the police. It doesn't matter. Just call around and ask questions about the landscape if you need to. Uh, Yellowstone is an easy one. They have a Yellowstone director. You can call there and, and ask them these questions, you know. and then, um, But that's what you need to do. So yeah. moving on. So that's, that's extreme camping, would not know what you're doing. So, but as we step into, um, so let's talk about the different types of camping. There's going to be rustic camping, which means you have no running water, no electricity, no power of any sort, and you can use a pop up for that, or you can use a tent. Well, mm-hmm. a tent would be number one. You can use a tent, or you can use sleeping bags, number one, those little tiny, you know, yeah,
1: the one sleeping person. pod things. Yeah, yep.
0: um, the tent would be number two. A pop up camp would be number three, um, and then a bigger Camper would be four, and then an RV would be five, pretty right. much, and then a bus.
1: Well, RVs, I mean, to, seven, I, right. I think in that realm with Rustic, they, there's two different realms. There's When, when you're talking about campers. Um, there's dry camping and then there's, then there's non-dry camping. So dry camping is there's no water, there's no electricity, you know, you're just, you're just living off of what you have inside the camper. You're not running really anything except for maybe lights here and there, that kind of thing. So with an RV, I mean, if you're, if you're going somewhere where there isn't electricity, isn't water, I think a good thing about an RV is you can carry that with you. You know, a lot of times they have an onboard generator, they have, you know, a big water tank that you can fill before you get there. Um, so, you you can camp that way and make it uh, and, and turn it into what, what people call glamping um, instead of camping. So yeah. Um, so, yeah, so there's that. And, and you know, the, the camper wise, I mean, there's so many different um, versions, models, designs. Well, let's um, start with
0: that. Let's talk about, let's start at the base level, right? Yeah. So, the base level in a camper you have,
1: I would say it's a pop up
0: pop-up camper which um, is what i guess let's talk about yeah so a
1: pop-up camper is one that it, it's basically a fold-on camper that all vinyl sides um so it, it folds down to about i don't know four feet tall um bed you know there's usually a couple beds on either side so you, you pop it slide up, out you, yeah you slide out yeah so you you crank the top up till it's till it's at height and then you slide the beds out and then the whole sides are vinyl so it, it's great for normal camping good weather camping i guess is, is a better way to put it um, but for your hard weather, like, like, especially with cold and wind, um, they're generally waterproof, so that's good. But you don't get a ton of um, insulation to keep the heat in. So you, got, you have challenges there when it comes to um, cold weather and things like that. So I think your next step is what I have, actually, which is a hybrid. And so a hybrid is if you think about a normal trailer camper where it's um, you know aluminum built all the way around it. That's what I have, except for the ends, there are um, beds that actually fold out. So the bedside they sides, don't slide out they, they fold, out. Out. They they fold out like down, a like a right. toy truck like, yeah like a toy hauler has the has this has the end that, that folds out same thing it's okay. it's cables that hold it so there's no supports a lot easier to set up than a pop up camper um, and then so the only vinyl parts to it are the two bedsides, so your interior is mostly insulated with the exception of the two outsides um, and you usually have like a full bathroom in regards to shower and and uh, and sink and toilet and all that stuff kitchenette and all that um so that's your that's your next step so then,
0: before we go into the next yeah. step let's talk about what's inside what you find commonly between those two the pop-up and the hybrid like what's in them
1: yeah so you I mean, most common is going to be just your basic setup a, a kitchenette which would include a stovetop and a sink and some sort of cabinets for, for a little bit of storage um, you're also generally going to have a uh, table um, some you know small four-person table that, that only skinny people can fit around <laughs> that folds down into a bed. Um, so you usually have a twin there, and then there's usually queen and or a queen or king on either side for sleeping
0: rooms. So, so if you're, you're with like, guys, you're most likely three guys, one in each bed. Yeah, for comfort.
1: Yeah, I mean, you, if you wanted family, to sleep side by side, you could do, do it. Um,
0: family, you could do two kids in the middle, two kids on the ends, and husband and wife on one end. Yeah. You could. Yeah, you could sleep. I would say at the pop-up,
1: you're probably, you're looking at probably five comfortably.
0: Yeah, and but I Um, wouldn't really cook in the pop-up, you know? It's, like, hard. It's... It's it like is the, the walls are it know, is and you thin. also have
1: the challenges of it of it being just a stovetop too so if all you yeah. have is a stovetop, i mean you're usually bringing a grill you're gonna yeah. just cook on the grill Pretty i don't think i really ever use the stove top um, no, mean once um and you have basic electricity some yeah and some,
0: like yeah, and some so. have like the one we have we have a pop-up camper for bhp that we've had for years um, but that one has air and heat it mm. has what well, tim's talking about the slide outs but the problem is you get in November, it's just too cold. It like, you, you have to run an electric heater plus the gas heater, and, and that's just to survive out there. I mean, right. it's pretty freaking cold, man. Like, right. that thing. Yeah, Whereas so, like, dry camping, one, you wouldn't yeah. be able to do it unless you're it's okay. Like, happy spring happy till. Yeah, spring till august you're good with that pop-up and then like tim just said the dry camping but let's okay so let's move on the hybrid what would you find in a hybrid
1: so in a hybrid you get a little bit more um in regards to room because it's a little bit it's a little bit longer the interior is a little bit longer because you you gain the bed space so the beds aren't folding into the camper um, they're just folded up so you you maintain that center space so you the benefits to it is that it always has a door you can open, so you can walk in. You can fill it up. You can pack it up. You can get ready to go. Um, unlike a pop-up, where you have to pop it up to be able to store anything in it, so it's a pain there, and you get very limited space um, in a pop-up. So um, there's that aspect of it, but you also get, um, you know, same fold-down table. You also get usually some sort of couch. Um, in my case, I have a two-person couch that folds down to a twin so I get an extra I get extra room there and then I have two queens on either side. Um, and then you also get a bigger bathroom. So usually in a, in a pop-up you're gonna see a bathroom set up where the bathroom and the shower are one and the same. They're in the same space. If you take a shower you're you're literally standing right you know in the bathroom. Um, in a pop-up camper, you get a full half bath, so you get a shower, you get a uh, well full bath, a full bath, I guess is what you call it, three quarters. You get a shower um, that's separate from the toilet, and then you have a kitchen sink, so you actually get a full setup there. And then uh, usually you get some sort of upgraded kitchenette, oven, uh, stovetop, and microwave with with the sink. So, um, and additional storage, um, most definitely. So.
0: So before we move on to the next stage of that, what would let's talk about the price points real quick. So a pop-up camper. I've seen them, you know, I've seen them cheap. Cheap is like three grand, but brand new. I've seen them around 10, 11, 12. It's about 8, right for a new one. eight to 12, like yeah, you know, eight for to a 12. bigger one.
1: Yeah, 8 to 12 is what I think you say, what, what you would see. Um, you know, you get up in the 8, you know, 12, 13s, you're going to get an additional slide out that gives you more room, but it doesn't give you more storage at all. So, oh, is that
0: a side slide out? Yeah, a side oh. slide
1: out. So, you, but you don't get really much more with that other than interior walking space. Yeah, you know? so it's still, get, like, it's still cold with this. It's other still issue. cold, it's still all vinyl. Um, so there's no real benefit other than other than that. that How's yours space. in the cold,
0: the hybrid type.
1: Um, so we, we've been out in weather that has been in the 30s at night um, and it is surprisingly um, very warm. Um, you know, we have so I have a, I have a furnace and um, you know, just like actually kind of what you get in a pop-up, it's a little I think 15,000BTU furnace, but the difference is is that with the hybrids, they have enough space to run actual duct work. So they actually instead of instead of in a pop up where the heat's just coming out in one space one side, and it yeah. just there's no circulation if you're not running fans, um, it just has to spread out and get warm everywhere. This has actual duct work, so it will it will spread the heat out evenly throughout the camper. Nice. Um, so you get actually much more. I am I was very comfortable sleeping in you know low thir- in yeah mid mid low 30s to 40 degree weather. At
0: so night. what's the the hybrid price point?
1: Hybrid price points um, you're gonna see just a little bit higher than than your pop up. And you're going to see much, usually right? about 15 to 20,000 brand new, um, brand new. Yep. Used used you probably find them between like eight and 12. So wow. what you would find a, a regular pop-up camper for, um, I think the benefits. I mean, definitely outweigh the pop-up because weight. I think weight's a big thing. Yeah, for weight's people. the only thing we didn't talk about yet. Um, pop-up campers, your weights are going to be anywhere from fifteen hundred to 3,000, three thousand thirty-two hundred pounds. Um, towing with your hybrid, they start at about three thousand, but that's still small enough for an SUV to to to, to tow it, it rather than rather than needing a pickup or something yeah, bigger it's a to big actually deal. tow it. So um other than your grand cherokees which they that's the only SUV that i know of that can actually tow up to seven thousand pounds which is pretty good yeah um so yeah so there's those benefits and that's really why i decided it was price point and it was um the towability of it um yeah plus the warmth i mean you definitely want that warmth it has air it has heat it has all those options so perfect um Okay, uh, yeah. so
0: hybrid. Now, what's the, what would be the next? So angle? next one is just
1: your your normal travel, uh, travel trailer. trailer. Yep. Yeah. So your travel trailer, and there's there's. I mean, we can go on for a long time about the varieties yeah. of them, but the basics of them are all hard shell. There's no pop outs at all, um, and they range anywhere from a Seven. twenty foot all the way up to a 30, 30 yeah, foot.
0: Yeah, seventeen I mean, grand to about thirty five grand, right? Yeah, Somewhere you can
1: there. get them. I, I say they probably start for a small one. You're probably starting around seventeen. I mean, they can go up to forty. Yeah, these are have, Yeah. Um, but that's just because of all the.
0: Options I'm not talking that they fifth have. wheel, just the one before fifth wheel.
1: Yeah, you so. can get them. I mean, even the, so, they they have like toy trailer. Um, oh, I forgot toy haulers. Toy, yeah, yeah, toy toy toys toys them, uh, see, I mean, you can get them up to like forty five thousand, even with just yeah. a, a tow behind. It's all about the options and all yeah, because you stuff. have
0: TVs in them, fireplaces, Absolutely. beds that move yeah. around. It's got yeah. a full kitchen generally. Yeah. Uh, full bathroom, bunk beds. We looked mm-hmm. at one with bunk beds one time, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool for kids. Yep. Um, uh,
1: what you lose, though, and why I decided on the hybrid
0: is the living
1: space versus the 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 weight. So on mine, I, it, it's it's three thousand pounds, um, but I get I get the living space, the 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 sleeping space that I would get in a twenty five foot trailer, because yeah. I have the beds that fold out that don't take the, take interior, the interior space. Yeah. Um, so it works out really well, and that's why you you get the same size trailer that i have you're only sleeping two people yeah it, it's a queen bed and there's nothing else. true
0: so. yeah that's right because i know they have them small like yours but mm-hmm. they, like you said the beds are in there so that you're losing a lot of space as that's exactly as... it so these things are awesome though man they've done such a good job on them like looking yeah. at them and all that and just now the travel trailer we're talking about uh tim's talking about the range that's a that's a big range there's a lot of different kinds it's too hard to even talk about them they have bump out some some don't yeah. Um, but the point is, that there, it's, it's a higher class cost, it's more heavy, it's a lot bigger. It's basically what you see when you go to campgrounds and you're like, wow, that's a big camper, that's usually a travel trailer, if it doesn't have a fifth wheel. If it has yeah. a fifth wheel, it's even a bigger one that has usually like a chandelier type thing because it's tall. Oh, I've seen tall. some
1: absolutely crazy I've seen ones. them where you
0: walk in and go up steps and then you're yeah. on the main level.
1: Yeah, the fifth wheels, um, I have a couple friends that have them and uh, they are just, I mean, they're ridiculous. They're... they're i mean the price point's a lot higher heavy, obviously heavy. they are ex- yeah they're they're 6, much heavier pounds, uh, minimum really I mean, yeah minimum yeah wow. I, I think you know i've seen them all the way up to like ninety five hundred pounds um yeah, which is why they have to add that fifth wheel so it sits in the bed and it's yeah. not on your hitch because the, the hitch price
0: weight, so. point would be a lot probably yeah your wheel. price point's
1: probably 35 to 65 depending on your, probably your, a hundred on your quality so yeah Uh, But yeah, you're right. I mean, I've seen them full, full 60 inch TVs, full fridge, full kitchen. I mean, stairs going up to the bedroom. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Two bathrooms. I've seen them. Once they
0: have outside, you can get in from the outside, too. So you have guests. Yeah, can't get into the main. Yeah, two
1: doors. You got one in the front, one in the back. They have a bar Um, on
0: the outside. Usually outdoor out outdoor wet bar. bar yep absolutely they're um, cool but you know pulling that would be a lot man to yeah have to deal with that i mean they're cool but um but anyway so uh stepping up from that we go into the rv section which is what kevin just bought at winnebago right. which has the engine built into it the, the vehicle is the, the rv it drives itself yeah um uh the rv is killer because it is sick but you have to drive it so that means you need to pull a car with you or you need to do an uber or a lyft and if you're in the country you're not doing anything. You might just be chilling there or take a golf cart or something, whatever. But those are ranging probably eighty five grand to two hundred grand, Tim, you think? Um with the diesel's probably you're, more you're, the bus type or more probably. Yeah,
1: and, and that's it. So so just to kind of bet, there there's two different RVs actually. There's two oh, different you know. classes. There's an A and there's a C. Oh. So the, the C class is if you think about a um like a Ford E three fifty like a, uh, a full conversion van. It's a van. smaller one, right? It's, it's smaller a smaller one. Um, so th- those are... Um you know and that's exactly it. They're, they're, they're just smaller, they're just yeah, it's like a truck,
0: it looks like an actual truck, um, yeah. And but the but, bed but, comes over the top, that's
1: exactly it, yeah. So, but what Kevin got was a um, was an A class, and the A class is the bus style, that's yeah. that's your tour bus, like flat front. Um, you but know, that's style a single
0: bus. axle. I think there's even the dual dually axles, yes. are even you can get even bigger, big in bus, the like Dave Matthews Band touring yeah. and bus, Luke Bryan touring yeah. bus, you can sleep 10, 15. People. you need a special license for that one, probably? um that's probably Uh, you probably do
1: need a cdl to drive it that one's a big boy i'm I'm sure but that might be state dependent well kevin's
0: is a 34 footer and that one i think is more like a 50 footer but
1: you don't need a special
0: not kevin's but maybe the other one but this thing okay so let's talk about kevin's for a minute loaded you walk into it huge space bump outs everywhere bump out master bathroom master bedroom All private area back there, you can, you know, if you have a shower, full shower, I mean, a lot of room, a lot of room, could sleep probably eight to 10 people. Um, He has uh, cameras everywhere. So when he goes left blinker, cameras come on all over the place to Mm -hmm. show him that there's no one next to him he can get over. I mean, it's pretty impressive. Um, but you have to drive it right? right everywhere you go. The gas, I mean, takes eighty gallons of gas. So yeah. you can imagine. Is it, is it?
1: And that's the other thing. They come in gas and they come in diesel. This
0: one's gas. Diesel diesel's too much money. So diesel is more yeah. like two hundred thousand yeah. dollars because the engines are so much more.
1: Yeah, and they. But yes, yeah. That's. And, and, but they're better on gas. Overall. They're they're better on gas overall. But your gas is a little bit more expensive depending on the time. Yeah. Um, You know, but over time potentially, and and uh, but the engines last longer too potentially. But it, it just depends on on you know. Yeah on what you want
0: the thing about it is camping's a blast like if you haven't taken your kids camping this is a great opportunity to do that with these I- options you know you could even just do a tent you know you, but let's i guess let's talk about tim real quick the gear you need when you're camping period right just general gear so most likely need some sort of sleeping bag pillow yeah. um way to keep warm you're gonna need uh uh some pots and pans for cooking if you're planning to cook yeah um you should always have a knife, a compass. That's just common sense stuff. Fire starters, things like that. Bring wood. if Well, actually, you might not be able to bring wood. Depends on where you live. But, um, you, yeah. need, you know, to have a campfire. I mean, what else? Is it so, like yeah, kind of, kind of
1: the, the, the essentials to our um, grill. I mean, unless you want to use the kitchenette fully, um, you you want to always have a grill with you, propane tanks or whatever the case may be. Um, you also need a hose. Um definitely to hook up to water to fill or whatever you're going to do with that you also want to have pressure regulator if you are going to hook up to to a city water hookup um one of the things is that a lot of the campsites don't regulate their pressure so if you just hook a straight hose to a straight camper um you could potentially blow the lines in your camper because of the pressure in there so you always want to have a pressure regulator to make sure that you're not running too much pressure into your into your lines if you're using that, I mean, so a lot of times what we do is we'll actually fill the reserve tank and we'll just use that, we'll use a fresh water tank, um, then it's just run by a water pump inside and when you run out of water, you run out of water. Um, so you definitely need uh, all your water hookups, hose, the hose, the pressure regulator, filter if you if you want it, but that's, you know, that's optional most of the time, they're not going to give you undrinkable water um, whatsoever. And then um, lighter, I mean, lighter is absolutely a must have on any camper, yeah. I would say um and from there it's just it's how far do you want to take it like do you want to make it a second home or do you want to um you know you want to make it more rustic at that point but i think that's really your basics so
0: so if you're out there and you're thinking about taking your family camping this is a great great episode to listen to and learn a little bit about the different options you have um also if you're a hunter and you're looking to pick up a, a camper to um, start camping, you know, for while you're hunting, this is a good one to let's do because, you know, I think we just proved the fact that it's a little too chilly with a pop-up camper if yeah. you're a hunter. In the northern it, region. Certainly. In the northern region, yeah, yeah, thanks. Good point there. But there's a lot of options out there, and there's unlimited amount of money you can spend. So it just depends on your budget and what you're trying to do. I think budget-wise, you, if you want to save money, you know, you could do the tent concept with a, a blow-up mattress, just bring get a power source, a Honda generator, Something that, you know, blow up the mattress and you could, you know, that's not bad. If it's not too cold, you can get away with that no problem, especially if you're just mm-hmm. sleeping in there. You know, if you're just passing out, waking up, who cares, you know. But, you know, like Tim said, bring a grill. You'll need some pillows, whatever. You know, it doesn't matter how you want to do it. Now, people who hunt, like, you know, like elk and stuff in the West, they're usually just in little, I don't even know if they're tents. I think they're single people, like, sleeping bag tents, you know. Yeah. I think they sleep in. Um, the and they keep moving. Yeah, but well, they yeah. have to, you know, bundle them up and put them on their mm-hmm. gear. They have to carry them. So, anyway, um, there's just some options there. But, you know, have fun with it. I mean, get outdoors. I mean, this is the whole point. You don't have to be a hunter just to get outdoors. You can go camping. You can, uh, you know, enjoy life with your family and doing it. And and it's fun. There's a lot of nice people at campgrounds I've met over the years. Uh, I've had a lot of fun. And if you don't want to meet anybody, you can still do that. You can still just chill out and relax and enjoy a fire with your family eat marshmallows usually most of the places have been pretty good i've been to a couple places that we had a lot of privacy you know like a nice little woods around us and between us and the next one and you know just a really good time i don't know
1: yeah we've had a lot of fun this year getting out so i think we've been out about 10 times and seen uh, most of the lower michigan um in regards to areas that you can camp in and uh, they're all different they are i mean it's a, you get out and you kind of get a feel for what you like and what you want to do and um, you know, I have I have a, a plans next year to to go on a two week um, camping trip. So where are you to, guys headed to? We're gonna we're gonna do actually we're gonna do a tour around Lake Superior. So we're Ooh, gonna go up um, around cool. the Canadian side and then come back through the UP. Before
0: you set that date, you should definitely hear Kevin's plans to go to Yellowstone. Is that right? might want to follow uh, behind. I
1: wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't he, mind so that. So
0: his plan, he wants to go Yellowstone next year and uh, take the kids and everybody and yeah, Shannon and me in cool. the RV. And then you guys could actually just follow us out there. Yeah. No, that then, would
1: be um, that'd be quite a uh, – quite a, quite the one thing that you got to be careful with there – Because you can't buy there, us,
0: though, you know what I mean? So you're not, like, alone yeah. completely. Yeah. You know, you could have your own privacy, but then when you want to hang out, you're not nervous or, you know no, – I mean, be, it's a far place gotta, to go by yourself. That's I know the
1: same. one thing that, that I have to watch, just because of the camper that I have, and this is actually a, a good tip, is that some areas don't allow vinyl sided, and I don't have a vinyl side, but my pop-outs are vinyl – in heavily bear-populated areas. Uh-huh. You can only you can have, have a tent. You can only have a hard shell, which is weird, right? They don't yeah. care about tents. Uh, uh, but the, the campers, on their, and I think maybe? it's probably liability on the campground that you go to. They make the requirement for that. I'm sure if I was on state state property, I can do whatever I wanted to. It's, Never thought it, of that. Yeah, so that's just something. You, you always want to check the state regulations and where you're going campground-wise to make sure that you can even take your camper.
0: So Go RVing, baby. That's it. All right, guys. Well, hey, thanks for tuning in tonight. And, uh, you know, if you like I said, if you're getting into camping, check it out. Um, we'll try to post a couple links in the description maybe to help you find some things uh, for camping. Uh, General RV is the big one by us that has tons of different RV options and campers and pop-ups. And But you can go on Facebook and look in the marketplace. There's always a lot of used uh, pop-ups and uh, hybrid-type uh, campers, travel trailers, just a lot of great options. Yep. Um, that's it for me. Anything else, Tim?
1: No, no. I mean, there's a lot more we can talk about, but it, it's, it's just about experiencing it. So,
0: Yeah, taking it on yourself, enjoying that late-night campfire with your kids, watch them fall asleep while you're uh, this, chilling with them. It's watching amazing. Watching
1: the stars go by, man. It's amazing.
0: All right, guys. Thank you. Have a great night. We'll see you next time. Thanks so much for listening to the Bowhunter Planet podcast. Online at bowhunterplanet.com with your host, Team BHP. Check us out on Facebook at Bowhunter Planet. We'll catch you next time.